Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. What's going on, all you beautiful bastards and all you beautiful people that have fathers in your life? Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. Like always, I'm your host, Corey Caesar. This is episode 21, guys. Um, If you haven't listened to episode 20, I recommend going back and checking that out. I have my boy uh, Joe Riley from Musically Meditated Podcast on with me. It's a great episode. Um, He has some great content. He's like 63, 64 episodes deep on his podcast. Um, we had a great conversation. Just suggest you go listen to that if you haven't uh, got a chance listen to mine and then go back and listen to to his. Um, they, he's on a, he's on a really good network. They're, uh, it's the Green Door Network. They're doing some big things. I know he's doing some big things. Um, you can also check out um, Juice Pro Wrestling on that same network. You can find them. Uh, YouTube. I think they want you to be on their YouTube channel. So go to YouTube search musically meditated uh meditated podcast and juice pro wrestling and check those out i appreciate it and i know they will as well um got some big things coming up guys i have joe's gonna be coming back um we're gonna do a serial killer edition uh sometime next week ted bundy i think is what we're doing i'm also having a um canine police officer that uh, I'm acquainted with. I'm going to have him come into the uh, Chromatic Distortion studio. And we're going to talk about drugs, guys. We're going to talk about drugs in Northwest Indiana. He's a top cop. He uh, He's he's big in the game. And we're going to discuss it. We're going to discuss, um, you know, the opiate epidemic going around. We're going to discuss all, all the good jazz. That's going to be a really good episode. That's going to be coming in the next few weeks. This has been the best month, guys. I know I said I was going to do these every two weeks, a little bit faster in January, but I felt I needed to do that for a couple of reasons. One is um, I took that two and a half month break, guys. Remember, I took like two and a half between October 16th and like the end of December. I didn't really do an episode. Uh, I was worried I lost listeners and it couldn't be farther from the truth because thanks to you guys, thanks to all you beautiful bastards, um, this was my best month. January was my best month to date. On this podcast, we killed it. We crushed it. It wasn't even close, to be honest with you. It was it was significantly higher than it has been. So maybe that's uh, I'm doing better content. Hopefully, um, hopefully the last few episodes have been better. Just striving to do better. Really do appreciate it. Um, so this episode is on more like the two week notice though from from the last episode. I said I wanted to do these every like two weeks. Um, so that's where that's what I'm trying to do. Like I said, I rushed those those first three out. I have a couple more set up already, just some individual ones I'm going to do. I was planning on doing one on Syria. Going to call it Why So Syria. You know what I mean? Play off of the Joker. Kind of like that. But I want to be a, 
a little more prepared for that one. I want to get a little bit more information together, especially with some new developments that are coming out right now about how they're investigating um, money that we were sending to Saudi Arabia that was being used to fund weapons um, in Yemen and other places in the Middle East. Uh, Al-Qaeda. We were, we were basically supplying them with money. That's kind of that's kind of, of a known thing, but they're actually pressing it now. And I think it's a I think it's a good I think it's a good thing because let me just start off by saying um, center left on the political spectrum. If I had to categorize myself, which I don't really like to do, um, definitely in politics, but on that on a normal political scale, I would say I'm center left. Today's political scale, man, in America, it's hard. It's hard to judge because it's all it's it's all over the place. It's wacky. It's extremes. We've got some really extreme sides on both sides. The uh, the alt right and the the far left. It's they're they're both extreme and they're both pulling hard. But um, for the most part, I'm center left. I'm very fiscally conservative. I believe in um, spending the money wisely, spending the money properly not stealing the money if we don't have to, take as little as we can to fund as much as we can. And, and and that includes, for me, some social programs because, like I said, I am center-left. I believe in... Um, I believe that we can... we can help a lot of people, if that makes sense. I, I, th- I think we can... I think with what we have, we can, we can do a lot. I think we can get healthcare down. I believe in... I believe in healthcare for, for all... Not in the sense of 100% free, maybe. I think we can get pretty close with the money we have already without having to take a lot of money. Um, I have a little issue when we start saying it's a right. Um, that's where I kind of draw the line a little bit. So that's where my kind of left my left stops, I guess. Um, I believe in gay marriage. I got no issue with that. Pro-choice. Um, for the most part, you know, I, the, some of these, I'm not to get into this, but some of these bills are getting really wacky. Um, Virginia and New York specifically. And say what you say, they say what they say. If you actually read the bill, they're they're talking about emphasize here in the Virginia one, especially. It's it's a little it's a little it's a little crazy. Um, I'm not that far left, but I believe in social programs. I believe in handouts, not uh, I mean hand ups, not handouts. I believe we can pick people up. I believe we can do better. I believe we can get better education for people. I think we can increase uh, mental health facilities. I think that's a huge issue. In America, I think we can do all these things, and I think we can do all these things without taking everybody's money. I think we have enough money already, and that's kind of what we're gonna we're gonna talk about here in this episode. Um, so, just real quick, we we we've all been hearing about the sh- the shutdown recently, right? And everyone's like, "Oh, it's you know, it's because of a wall," and it's yeah, but the real reason why the government shut down is because we hit our debt ceiling. And the debt ceiling is basically, it says we we can spend this much money, we can go in this much debt, and then we have to stop. The government has to stop because we can't afford, just like you, if you're, um, you got credit, you know your limit. And when, you're, when you hit your limit, you can't spend no more money. So that's what happens with the government. Now, the government's supposed to, supposed to pass a budget every year, and they just don't do that. Um, in fact... The budget's been around for law for a law saying that Congress must pass a budget, um, and usually the budget has to be in by April fifteenth, tax day. Ironically enough, um, but in the four decades since the current system for budgeting and spending tax dollars has been in effect, they've managed to pass a budget 
um, on time only four times. And that was in fiscal year 1977, which was the full, which was the full year. So that one doesn't really count. And then um, after that, it took him 12 years. 12 years, right off the bat. Like, dude, 1978, the second year of this law, you couldn't even fucking do it. Like, that's how shitty our government spends money. So in 1977, they passed a law saying, hey, we're going to make you pass a budget on time. You're going to say where we're going to spend the money. And we're going to stick to that budget, right? We're going to have a balanced budget. We're not going to go in debt. That was 1977. Took them 12 years before they passed another one on time. After that, it was 1995. Two years later, they did better. Uh, 1997, I believe that was Bill Clinton. Those two years, I could be wrong. Um, 95 could be Bush um, Sr. Not 100% on that. Um, And then we did it again January 16th, 2000. 18, I believe. I believe we did one, and I I believe we passed one in 2018. Um, but the the problem is, so what we so what happened was we, we we ran out of money, right? So we have to shut the government down. So in order for us to continue paying people and continue the government running, what we just been doing is just signing CRs, and that's continuing resolutions. So that's basically saying, yeah, we we realize we hit our limit, but we obviously we got to keep functioning. So we will just write these small bills, and sometimes they're for a day, sometimes they're for we just saw one, it's for three weeks, sometimes they're for um, a whole year, you know. Um, and it's just a continuing resolution. We'll just continue to fund these things, and then this is what we're going to fund. It's just a shitty way from the government to say, yeah, we know we're fucking up, and we know we're spending all your money, but um, here's, a, here's a cute way to kind of pin it on something else and say that, you know, here, here's the carrot over here. Let's talk about this wall, but the real issue is we ran out of money, and now we're trying to figure out where we're going to spend the money, and that's where the, that's where the locks come in, right, between the Democrats and Republicans because now you have another opportunity to add funding for whatever you're pushing. So you use the shutdown, the CR, as an attempt to get some of your funding that you want, right? I mean, it makes sense, but it's a shit, it's a shit deal for us. It's a shit deal for us because it's our money. It's not theirs. They're fucking, they don't produce anything. They're the government. They just take shit. So the real big topic, obviously, was this wall, right? And to be honest with you, I don't care that much about the wall. It's not a needle. It's not a needle mover for me. It's not that important. But um, the cost too much argument is stupid, and it's just not. Lo- it's just not a logical argument to be like, oh, it's five point seven billion. We 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 can't. We, you know how much money that could that what that could go towards? Yeah, I do. But we talk. We spend some fucking dumbass money. And that's what we're going to get into here realistically on this podcast. But we're talking about $5.7 billion to show you how little that is in how mu- in, in the, the grand scheme of how much money we actually spend a year. That's one-tenth of 1% one of the budget. One-tenth of 1%. One Not 1%. One-tenth. You have to take that 1%, cut that bitch in 10. That's like basically if you had 40 grand... And you need to spend fifty dollars of it, and you're like, I don't know, man. That fifty bucks, though, I got forty thousand. That's not my money. Someone just gave me, someone gave me forty grand. Put it that way, because that's what the government does. Someone gave them forty grand, and they have to figure out how to spend it. And you're like, eh, fifty bucks, though, man. That fifty bucks. So, 
to put it in perspective, we have sent like 70 billion, 70 billion overseas in the last decade or so to build walls in other countries. Think about that. And voted on by, yes, Democrats too. Some named Obama, Clinton, Pelosi, and Schumer. A few of those are still uh, in the picture today, right? So that they, they've, they voted to send money to other countries to build walls in the tune of like 20 times what what we're talking about here for our wall, which like I said, I don't even fucking care about. It's just the money thing. It's just a dumb argument. Let's 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 have a real art let's have a real discussion about it. Like one one of the discussions is imminent domain. I'm a big uh uh I don't I don't believe in that. I don't believe in stealing people's land, right? And that's something we're gonna have to do. That's immoral to me. It's immoral for the government to come in and say, hey, we want to do something on this land for the for the good of the people. So we're just going to take it from you. Now they pay they pay pretty handsomely, but who cares? Your land, if you don't want to give it up, you shouldn't have to give it up. It's another thing I hate, property tax. Property tax don't even fucking make sense to me. So I buy something, I buy a house, and then, and then even if I pay it off, I still got to pay you a property tax? Like just to own what I own? And then what the fucked up part about it is if I don't pay that tax, if I don't pay it, then the government says, well, guess what? Now we're going to come take your home because you owe us. Like, what? What? Hold on. I built this house. Paid for it. Bought the fucking land. Tilled it. And because I missed a few years of taxes on it. What the fuck? Why, why am I, first of all, why am I paying a tax on it? Think about it, guys. It's all stealing wealth. And it's stealing a lot of it from the, from the middle class because that's who that affects. And it's insane. But, um, so, so realistically, sending that $70 billion, which was my point, like, okay, we've sent all this, we sent ton of, tons of money overseas for, for wall building, specifically wall building. Um, that's theft to me. Right? Because why did you vote to send that much money if you think walls don't work? Because that's your argument. Your argument is it's too much money and walls don't work. Well, then why are you sending our money to other countries to build walls if you don't think they work? It's illogical, guys. All you really have to do is think about it. Think about what these politicians are saying to you because they all suck. They need We need term limits. They both suck. The right sucks. The left sucks. It's all a political game now. No one really cares about what we're doing. It's a sham, dude. But... um. So let's just talk about the actual dollar amount, right, that we're spending here. We're talking $4 trillion plus a year, guys. That's what the U.S. government spends, $4 trillion a year. And we take in a little over $3 trillion a year um, of confiscated wealth from the people. Which, don't get twisted, we take in a record amount of taxes every year. So if they say we're not taking enough taxes, that's a lie. Every year we take in more than we did the previous year, and that previous year was a record. So every year we're record-breaking on how much money we're bringing in. So why can't we pay for shit? Like, why are we going so far in debt all of a sudden? Now, we have been running that trillion-dollar deficit for like 12 straight years. 12 years. We went from spending about $2 trillion, a little over $2 trillion, about two point seven, I think is what Bush's highest was. I could be a little wrong on that number. Um, it might be like 2.9, but it's under 3. Obama came in, and he instantly went up over 4. Now, that first year 
was because of the ominous package and the stimulus package. If you remember, we were going through a, a time and they wanted to interject money. I, I don't have a problem with the, the concept of interjecting money into the economy. I have a problem with the way they did it. Just real quick, this is a little off topic, but we bailed out the banks, correct? We had a housing housing market bubble. The bubble broke. People lost their homes. People couldn't afford their mortgage. We had a subprime um, regulations that were put in place that were giving people loans that didn't deserve them. It's just the nature of the beast. It's what we did. We believed a right, because we're going to talk about rights here in a little bit um, on some of these things. We believed um, it was a right for people to own a home or at least to have ability to own a home. So they basically said that we should um, lax the, the credit the credit rules on the amount of money we give for for mortgages. So what happened was people started buying these homes that were way out of their budget in reality, and um, and prices skyrocketed because we're in a free market, right? So when you get this big um, demand of buying homes because everyone could now be a homeowner, right? You make prices go up. It's just, it's basic economy, guys, economics, whether you believe that or not, it's just, it's the truth. It's the way it works. So when everyone wants to buy it, you can charge a lot more for it. It's logical, right? So prices went up real high, up, 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 up. People kept buying, right? So they're buying on this high bubble. It's just like the stock market. You want to buy when it's real low. You don't want to buy when it's real high. You want to sell when it's high. So what happened was, boom, it crashed. Now everyone was sitting on these homes that they may have taken out $250,000 for, and now your home's worth one hundred and fifty dollars because no one's buying. So now you just took the demand down, which, in reverse, drops the price down. So you had a bunch of people that had to give up their homes. Now these people put a lot, think about, you want to talk about theft? These people put a lot of money in these homes, guys. You're talking about mortgage payments, you're talking about upkeep, you're talking about those fucking taxes we talked about already because you got to pay those even before you own the house. Um, people put lots of money, lots of wealth, lots of everything they had. And <laughs> the best the best option, so, so you owed the money to the bank, right? So the bank was going to take your house. So what we did was <clears throat> we bailed out the banks because we couldn't have the banks lose the money. Right, so we did what was we gave these money to the banks. The problem was, is we still owed the money to the banks for those house. So the people still lost their uh their homes. They still fucked their credit. They still lost all the money they put into it. Think about that. But the banks got the write off, the loan, so they didn't go bankrupt. Think about how that would have changed society. I think it was something like 10 grand. We could have gave every every taxpayer like 10 grand. Think about if they gave you 10 grand. You could have paid some bills. You could have floated your mortgage for a little while. But instead, we just gave it right to the banks. And then you still owed the money. We're still screwed. And that was our money, guys. That's taxpayer money. That's your money. They already took it from you. Took it from you twice now. But, um... I'm sorry, I, got, I might rant a little bit in this a lot. I apologize. Um, that's what I do. But we've been running that trillion-dollar deficit for like 12 years, like I said. Um, oh, oh, that's what I was going at. So Obama, Obama, he raised it right off the bat, and then we did, and then we did something really crazy in America. We stopped making a budget at all. So not only, not only do we 
not hit it on time. We just didn't fucking make one. So we ran without a budget for like five or six years, guys. Five or six years. That's why we kept having those little mini shutdowns, if you remember, over Obama's term. Just real small ones. We had, I think the longest one was like 13 days. Wasn't that big of a deal. Real small shutdowns. Those were signing CRs. We didn't sign no budget. There was zero budget passed. So that allowed the uh, administration and the Congress to keep spending that. So it, it always goes back to when you, if you don't, if you don't pass a new budget, you default to the previous year's budget, which are, whenever that was passed. So you get that much money, right? Before you hit that debt ceiling. So, so, <laughs> so it was, it was actually, it was very, it was smart in the terms of, because the progressive idea is government should be more involved and we should spend the money on these programs. So what's the way that you can spend the money on these programs without actually having to fight for it? Cause there's a discretionary fund, which means I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. And that discretionary funds right about a trillion dollars right now, guys, that's still a real thing. So we spent about $1.2 trillion in discretionary fund, uh, discretionary spending. That's not social programs. That's not the military. That's not anything. That's discretionary spending. That's for all these bullshit things that we're doing. Um, so what he did was they just didn't pass a budget, couldn't pass a budget, didn't pass one. So they got the run on that previous year's budget, which was a budget based on a one-time stimulus ominous package to interject funds into the economy, right? So so that's like, I think I used to use this, uh, I think I used to use this uh, analogy when when I was talking about this back way back in the day, and I've only been political about twelve years, guys. Not not real hardcore. I just find it really fascinating. Definitely with with today's uh, with today's political climate, I think it's very much like um, like uh, about nineteen fifteen Russia, um, right around that time, um, going in from uh, Marx Marx Marxism to uh, um, to Lenin. To, to Stalin, there's this there's there's this weird transition, and I think we're going through it right now. I think we're going through the same thing. Um, look it up, um, the the gulag. Look it up. Um, the, the, but anyway, um, so I use this analogy. Let's say you're let's say you're a single family, right? You're you're, you're just you, uh, a kid, and a mom, right? And you have a van. It's your only vehicle, and you use this van for everything. You use this van to um, take your high school kid to school. You use it to go to work. You use it for shopping. You just, it's, it's only, it's the only vehicle you got, right? It's how you're living. And your teenage daughter takes out, um, when we can call it, we can call Bush the teenage daughter or who, or whoever we're blaming for, for the economy. We, we take your teenage daughter and, and, and she wrecks your van, right? She goes out and she wrecks your van. Well, what's your option? You can, you can just say, okay, we're done. Right, we can't do anything, or you you dig in and you, you you scrape some money together and you figure out a way of, you know, p- buying a new van, right, to get you through. And but it's going to be one time, right? You're just gonna just one year. You're gonna it's you're gonna go out of your budget and you're gonna buy a van because you have to, right, to live. You have to to survive to continue. So then you buy this new van, and the next year comes ar- around and you're like, man, you know what? That fucking new car smell, bro. That shit's delicious. And that Astro, uh, 1997 Astro van just came out with a 1998. Comes in maroon. Fucking love maroon. So you buy a new one. You're like, fuck it. I'll just fuck it. Why not? We did it last year, right? So you buy another new car. And then 
the, the next year you buy another new car. And then the fourth year you buy another new car because you just love that fucking new car smell. And who cares? You're, it's not your money. Someone's loaning it to you and they keep loaning it to you. They keep giving it to you. You keep going in debt, but they ain't asking for it. Right? Not yet. Until they uh, raise the interest rates because maybe you're on that 0% interest right now for five years. But then after five years, uh, uh, it, the Fed's going to raise it on you. And that's real life. The Fed raises the interest rates and we get fucked because we're paying like $600 billion in interest rates right now per year. But uh, so that so that's what happened in that administration, they just kept spending that new car. So we spent $4 trillion year after year after year after year after year. We finally set a budget. But at that point, we were spending $4 trillion. That's like what's the norm. So we just, you can't stop programs now. We've already implemented programs. We're already doing things. This money's already spent. You can't cut it. That's the problem with government. Once the government starts something, you can't stop it. It's near impossible. When it's a law, it's a law, guys. That's why this stuff is so important when you start throwing out all these crazy ideas. When you start something, you can't stop it. Now, but whatever, right? Because that's where we're at. And we've been running a trillion-dollar deficit, like I said, for 12 straight years. And in that same time, we ran the debt, which is all the deficits combined, right? Um, up from around $10 trillion when Obama took office and it's like $21 trillion guys right now, $21 trillion, which is bullshit, which is bullshit. And I'm gonna tell you why right real quick, why it's bullshit. Cause fuck you Republicans. Cause Republicans are supposed to be the fiscal conservatives. That that's the, that's my part of the right, right? That's the part I believe in on the right side for the most part is that fiscal conservatives. And you guys ain't saying shit. We had control. You had control of the state uh, of the Senate of, of the house and the presidency, and we're still spending four plus trillion dollars. We couldn't rein that in. Couldn't rein that in a little bit, guys. For the for the conservatives that are voting for you, couldn't give them a little bit of something, a little bit of money back. Stupid, dude. I just don't get it. It doesn't make no sense to me. It doesn't make sense. To, to, and, and we're gonna talk about this uh, in that Syria episode that I, that I'm gonna that I'm gonna do. And and the left all of a sudden is not anti-war. It's fucking really weird. It's really weird how this is flipping. Um, the left's still all about spending the money, though. But the Republicans are still war hawks. They're still all about that fucking war. Um, and I, I'm not a war guy. I'm not a war hawk. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in spending money uh, overseas like that. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of our mistakes. Um, we're just pumping money, pumping money over there. Um, but we're supposed to be, the, the Republicans are supposed to be the, the uh, fiscal conservatives. You're supposed to stop the bleeding of the money. You, you didn't do your job. Um you lost the house, and now you're you're. It's going to continue. And that's just that's the political facts. Um, but here's the thing. I'm a firm believer in America's ability to help the most needy of needy in our country, and I think we have the ability to do it with the money that we already that we're already giving. Right, we're already giving this money. I'm not opposed to not like scaling it back. We can keep it where it's at. I'm more, I'm actually more a believer in a, in a flat tax um, for everybody. Everyone, there's no, no loopholes, a very um, easy to understand tax bill where you're not, there's not 80,000 pages of tax, of tax laws or whatever fucking stupid it is. 
and just a flat tax. And that, that could be a progressive tax. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like, if you make this much money, you pay this percent and we go up and you pay this percent. But I don't know where that, I don't know how high I want that percentage to be for, for, for anybody, to be honest with you. Um, but I know that a lot of you guys have been hearing about what the left is proposing and their progressive tax rate. And they're talking about um, AOC, she's saying 10 million after 70%, uh, um, 70% after 10 million. So you make $10 million. So you basically you get regular taxed on up to $10 million. And then after $10 million, they tax you 70%. It's, it sounds good, right? That sounds good. Cause why not? You don't make 10 million. That's always their argument. Why you're not, you're, you don't make 10 million. You, you, why, why do you care? Well, I care about people. I care about humans. And just cause they make 10 million doesn't make them not human. And it doesn't mean that you can, you can steal from them. It doesn't mean you can take it exorbitantly a more amount of money from them. And the reason why you can't do that is because if you, if you make, if, think about it this way, if you make someone work for free, what are they? They're a fucking slave. I thought we outlawed slavery in America. So why are we trying to make people work for no money? That makes no sense to me. Now we can, we can pay people better and we can work on ways to get the money up. And there are ways to do that. And, and I'm going to work. I think we might even talk about it a little bit here, depending on how, how weird we get but um, some are even saying 90%. Take 90%. You make 10 million, you take 90% of everything. And Elizabeth Warren is even going as far as saying that we shouldn't even allow billionaires. That billionaires aren't shouldn't even be allowed. What does that even mean? So someone hits a billion dollars, they just cannot earn no more money. They can't invest in the stock market no more. They can't. Um, invest in a company that can make money. They can't do anything. They just got to stop. Tell me how that makes the country money. And, let's, and and it's nothing but a talking point when you just do the math. Because guys, numbers don't lie. Math doesn't lie. I'm very logical. I'm very analytical. I'm very math oriented. I love numbers because numbers don't lie. Numbers tell the truth. You can't fudge numbers. You can fudge statistics. You can fudge talking points. You can't fudge real math. And the real math is we have 260-ish billionaires in this country. That's it, 260. And if you took all of their wealth, every single bit of it, I'm talking businesses, assets, cars, boats, everything, you put them to zero, confiscated every single piece, the clothing off their backs, Guess how long we would fund our government at this current pace? Not even adding anything. We would fund our government for eight, not eight years, eight months. We would get to like September and we'd have no more fucking money. Think about that. So then what? We can't tax them anymore. They don't have no more money. So now who's next? The millionaires? So now we're going to go 80% on millionaires? When does it get to you? When do we, when do we run out of money? And now it's, you can't be a hundred thousand air no more. And you can use the same argument. Why is it fair that you have a hundred thousand dollars if someone only makes 20 and you're like, Oh, well, you know, that's not a lot of, who cares? It's a lot of money to the rest of the world. You make $30,000 in America. You're the top 1% of the world. You're the 1% earners of the world. Most of the world, three quarters of the world lives on like a dollar a day. We're so rich. We're so privileged. We're bitching about shit. We have a higher standard of living in America than anyone in the history of this. We're living better than most kings did. 
back in the day. Think about that. You don't have the gold, but you lived a lot better. You got technology, got TVs, got that cell phone. You got cars. You got heat. That's not a wood burning. We got all kinds of shit. Your standard of living is great, and you're and in the world, you're better than everybody. Even the poor in America is better than the better than most of the wealthy in other countries. And that's just a fact. So I have a hard time with this wealth is evil because we have wealth and we can do better at spending it. And it's our government's fault because they're irresponsible with our money. But their only solution is let's just take more money from you guys. And that's that's just, put it this way, guys. Think about how much wealth the middle class would have, right? Because the middle class is losing their wealth. We are. It's, it's, it's hard to judge because we're bringing more people up still, but it's stagnant, right? So the middle class isn't, isn't, there's not as many people going upper to the upper echelons of the middle class and then past that. But the middle class is still pretty big and it's still growing. It's just not advancing as fast. But, um, so think about how many people, you know, in the middle class that make like, you know, 65, $70,000 a year, but they're only bringing home like 35 grand. When you when you when you take into account all the taxes and and, and I'm not so, I'm, you guys don't realize you're you're taxed so much. Your social security tax, Medicaid, Medicare tax, um, payroll tax, right? Your income tax, federal your federal income tax, your state income tax. Then you get the money, and then what happens? You go to the store to buy something, you pay a sales tax, right? You invest that money, you make a little bit of money on it, you pay a capital gains tax. No matter what you do with your money, you take a tax. You put in a 401k and then pull it out. Guess what? Uh, you can't pull your money early, so we're going to tax you. They tax you to hunt. They tax you to fish. You can't even collect rainwater in America. Think about that. They're like, nah, you guys can't even collect rainwater and drink it. It's against the law. Look it up. But um, so just, just think of it that way. How, how much, just how much has been... Just, just thievery, dude. Um, so we're talking, basically my point, I, I got off on that little tangent. We were talking about the uh, the billionaires taking all the money from the billionaires. Still wouldn't pay eight months. Who's paying the remaining four months? Now, this is before we add what the left is kind of talking about right now, and that's the new Green Deal. And some of that, and they also includes free health care, Right free education for all, and basic income for all. That's like what they're promoting right now, which has been estimated. Now, this is from the most liberal of sites. Now, when I mean the most liberal of sites, I'm not saying the ones who are most liberal with the numbers who are going to be like, oh, it's like exaggerate the numbers. No, this is from the most liberal leaning sites. So they're going to give you the best numbers to reflect their ideas, right? The lowest that we can find is about $40 trillion over the next 10 years. It's going to cost you for these programs. Now, if you math, if you do any kind of math, that means we're going to start running a $8 trillion plus uh, uh, deficit a year. Now, they're already trying to sneak it in, guys. Pay attention. Pay attention. You got to pay attention to the fucking small deals, the small, the small bills that you think are insignificant. They're not. There is something going around Congress right now where they want to eliminate the debt ceiling. They say it's bad for the country for us to go into a shutdown. Now, I agree with that aspect of it. It is bad for the country when we go into shutdowns. It's 
horrible for the country to say we're going to have an unlimited debt uh, credit card, basically. And the reason why they need that debt ceiling is because they want to pass these initiatives and they know how much money it's going to cost. They're just not being honest with you. Otherwise, why do you need to pass that? Because they realize it's going to cost $40 trillion over 10 years. That's adding, that's doubling, that's doubling what we're spending right now. We're spending $40 trillion in 10 years. That's what we do. That's what we've been doing the last 12. We spent like $42 trillion. And they want to spend 40, they want to add $40 trillion to that. And that, is, that doesn't take into account everything that's going to save. So it's adding $40 trillion. It's not, it, that's the numbers. We do, guys, guys, we would add 20, we'd add 20 trillion. We would double our, we would double. Now we doubled in 10 years. We would double in five. We'd go from, tw- we, we would add $20 trillion of debt in five years. Five years. We'd be 41, we'd be $41 trillion in debt by uh, 2024. Guys, we'd be Venezuela. We'd be done. Your kids will have no future. And I got no skin in this game because I ain't got kids. But I like kids. And I don't want to see them fucking die. And I don't want to see them starve. And that's what we're going to, that's what's going to happen. You can't pay for that. No one can. We're already the richest country. We already spend the most money. These other countries are offering it. That's what you guys always say, right? Well, we're going to talk about that. In here in a little minute. Now, before we go any further, I know there's a hundred of you people already yelling at this at your phone right now, right? Or your headphones, whatever you're listening to this on. And you're saying, but, 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 but I know I know what they're saying. They're saying that, you know, there was a 90% tax rate on the rich in the 40s and like 75 or 80% in the 50s, and it worked out just great. You know, no one went, no one, no one went bigger. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie, because numbers, remember, guys, I'm a number guy. Numbers don't lie. And tax money paid is public knowledge you can look it up you can google it i recommend you do it don't take my word for it i told you a long time ago on this podcast everything i say here is an opinion unless i say it's a fact and even then look that shit up because it might not be it might just be talking out my ass but in my opinion and my research numbers don't lie it's public knowledge and the truth is no one even paid close to that number no one even paid close in fact, the highest effective tax rate ever collected, ever recorded in the history of our country was 42%. And you're like, oh, that's a, that's a lot. That sounds like a lot, though. That's 42%. That's almost half. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. As of today, in the good old U.S. of A., we have the second highest effect, uh, we have um, the highest corporate tax rate, second highest corporate tax rate in the entire world. Um, the only one above us is the United uh, uh, United Arab Emirates, um, but we're we're at thirty eight point nine percent, thirty eight point nine percent. So just just about just on just over two percent more than what the highest paid ever ever paid was in this country. And the fact is, the GDP was shit. Then we were paying for a war. It was really bad. It was there was no economic growth. People didn't reinvest their money. They stopped. They're not going to pay. They're not going to work for free. No one's going to work for free. Would you? So just to give you an idea about this corporate tax rate that we're already paying, just the idea that when people say businesses don't pay taxes, that's just such a lie because they pay so many. They pay, they pay, they pay 7% on your Social Security. Bet you didn't know that, right? Most of them pay a lot for your health care. They pay taxes every time they buy something. They pay payroll taxes. Just, I mean, to, to say that they do get deals, 
they do get breaks. It's incentives. They do get incentives on certain things. But by and large, like when people are like, oh, Walmart doesn't pay no tax. No, that's a lie. They paid like $17 billion in taxes or something last year. The, the, the top 1% pays like 90% of all the taxes in this country already, right? The money's not there. The money's not there from them. It's just not there. Um, so just to give you an idea, let's talk about Europe's rate in Denmark, right? Because those are two places people like to talk about. Europe has socialized healthcare, right? Healthcare for all. Um, and Denmark is always the go-to, always the go-to. Like, look at this socialist utopia. It's the best, it's the best, uh, it's the best model for, for social democracy, you know, um, which is what we're, what we want to be. We're, we're, you know, we're democratic socialists. We're not socialists. So let's talk about that. Europe's rate is 18.6%. Half of ours, half of ours. So you, you want to know why businesses are going to Europe? Why businesses are going to China? China's even lower. But you you want to know why you want to know why why they're going to these places? Because they don't want to pay fucking taxes, just like you don't. It's human nature. You want to pay as little as possible, right? As little as they're gonna make you pay, you want to pay. So they're gonna go where the where the money is. It's business, right? Why are you doing it if you ain't in it to make money? So. What you really have to look at now when you say, okay, we want to be like Den Denmark. Okay, I'm fine with that. So let's look at what Denmark did because you really have to look at it. You can't just say it but not know it, right? So Denmark went through this weird transition. Denmark had some issues, right? They were – and, and let's, let's predicate this first. Denmark is a small country. It's like five or six million, uh, million people. We're talking it's – it's, it's, it's small. I think it's like – it's the area is less than the size of Texas, and I believe it's about as many people as Chicago, right? Roughly, um, and it's it's hum, it's homogenous, right? It's almost all ethnically white. They have no diversity, and in fact, so here's a crazy thing: you want to be like Denmark? Well, do you really? Do you really want to be like Denmark? Because let me tell you what Denmark's doing. Denmark has a very strict immigration policy. They don't let you in, and they don't let you stay if they do. Right, like I said, super white, very little diversity. So so much so they were letting in refugees and it was draining the system. It was taking away because they offer free. So you come there, you get it for free. Just like we're trying to do in um, they passed it in New York already, and they passed it in California, uh, free health care for illegals. Think about that. You don't even get free health care, but they're already passing bills for illegals to get free health care. Think about that. That's your money. That's just nuts to me. Like, okay, we want to get free healthcare, but fucking let's pass it for everybody. Why the whole state of New York should get free healthcare? Why just illegals? But so what they did was they were okay. So they was draining the system. This is just recently. This just happened this year, uh, 2018. I just take that back. Uh, we're, we're in 2019. You know what they decided on? What they're going to do with refugees, guys? They voted. They passed it. Their country. This country you want to be like? You know this. You know, America's so horrible with race relations and shit. They're going to send refugees to an island, a deserted island, and let them live there. Yep. Going to bus them uh, to a ship, ship them to an island, let them chill there. Apparently, they'll, you know, they can kind of come back and forth, but they're going to be separated until they can figure out what they're going to do with them and process them. But you ain't staying. It's super hard to get in Denmark. But what they also did was so. They were struggling 
even before the immigration problem. They were struggling economically. They were they were very high corporate tax because that they, that's how they're going to pay for everything, and it wasn't working. Surprise, surprise. People act like socialist is like this new idea. Guys, socialism is not a new idea. It's a, it's a very regressive idea. It's a very old idea. In fact, it's about 2,000 years old. You know how many times it's worked? Absolutely zero. And it's failed miserably in the last 150 years. It's miserably Germany, Russia, Cambodia, Venezuela, China. Look it up. It's led to the deaths of hundreds, hundreds of millions of people. It makes the Holocaust look like fucking child's play. Like fucking child's play. You guys don't even know what you're asking for. All you're hearing is, oh, it sounds so great. It sounds so great. Look at Denmark. They're doing it so good. Yeah, Denmark had an issue, though. They weren't making money. And what they did was, surprise, surprise, they turned to a very capitalistic market. Very capitalistic, way more more than ours. They cut regulations, sliced them, took them all away. We're not going to regulate business no more. We're going to let them be businesses. We're not going to tell them how to run their business. You got to remember, guys, regulations. So think of a regulation as a cost. That's all it is to a business. So they put a regulation on. That's just a cost to you. It's like a fine, or it's I got to pay to have this piece, you know, to make my thing run better, or I got to do this, or I got to pay for this. I gotta pay for this permit. I gotta give the government a bunch of money. That's all it is. It's just a. It's just. A, it's a. It's a cost. It's if you if you're in business, you you understand this. A regulation is a cost. So big businesses, whether you the biggest honey dick is these big businesses, the WalMarts of the world, um, the the Halliburtons, these big ass businesses, right? These these big oil companies. And the Facebooks, you know, these big companies, they're like, oh, you know, we don't want to be regulated. They're they're full of shit. They want regulation. Regulations breed crony capitalism. So you're like, oh, well, we're in this capitalist system right now. It's not working. No, we're not. We're very far from capitalism, guys. We're really far away from it. We're We're in this place of crony capitalism. And it's bred by regulations. Like I said, regulation is just a cost. So what happens is, and it was never more it was never more evident when Mark Zuckerberg Facebook was testifying in front of Congress. Now, first off, let's just talk about that. That's why we need term limits because these congressmen they don't even understand how the fucking internet works. Y'all gotta go. You're fucking too old. You don't understand life. Get out. Um, but that's not the point here. The point is there was a very interesting moment of this of this um, this testimony. And one of the kind, and I don't know who it was. I'm just doing this from memory, so I don't really, I don't really remember it. I'm so I'm gonna say this verbatim. Um, a congressman asked, "Do you want to be regulated? Like, do we need to put regulations on Facebook?" And he said, without hesitation, it was the most telling. This is my point exactly. He says, "We want to be regulated. Yes, please regulate us." Please regulate us. Put regulations on us. And you'd be like, why, why would a company want to do that, right? I just told you regulation is just a cost. I'll tell you why. Because they're already there. This is a billion-dollar company. They got tons of money. They got all the money. They can pay for all the regulations they want. But you know who can't pay for those regulations? Another small company who's coming up, right? So let's say you're making some social media, and they pass. All of a sudden, they pass. Excuse me. They pass a ton of regulations. It's going to cost you a $10 million extra now. You don't have $10 million. You're just starting. You know who has $10 million? Facebook. 
That's crony capitalism. So what happens is you regulate these big businesses. They act like they don't want it. They really do because that makes them the only skin in the game. Why do you think all these big boxes, why do you think all these big companies are taking over? It's not because, it's not because they're just doing it better than everybody. It's because they, they, they became big first, right? They did something really good. They got huge. And then the government came in and was like, well, we need a piece of that. And so we're going to take some. Now, every time they take some from them, they're actually taken from a small business because that small business now can't compete. That small business now can't pay that regulation. That $15, Walmart would love a $15 mandated minimum wage. They would love it. And that goes back, and that goes back to my Denmark thing. There's another thing they did. They cut minimum wage to zero, zero dollars and zero, zero cents because it breeds competition. And I'm going to tell you why. Walmart would love, Walmart would love for the government to mandate them $15 an hour, but they just won't do it on their own. And why they won't do it on their own? Because then if they do it, the small company don't have to do it. So they can still pay like 13, but maybe they treat their employee better. Maybe they offer a little bit better benefit, you know, and maybe people just want to work for the, for the, uh, for the smaller business, right? So they lose some good employees, but they can afford the 15 if the government comes and says you have to pay 15. That other small company just starting off, they can't pay 15. They don't got that kind of funds, plus all the other regulations, all the other taxes. So these companies, they want regulation because it breeds crony capitalism. And that's where we're at in our society right now. We're in this like weird government spending shit. So Denmark, they sliced regulations, took them all away, took the minimum wage away. They dropped corporate taxes to 22%. 22%. It's uh, 16.9% less than ours. This great socialist company, the uh, country. If they're so socialist, why aren't they taking all the fucking money? So my problem is, is you want to be like Denmark, why do you want to achieve it doing the exact opposite? You're like, it's proof Denmark works. Yes, it is. It's proof It's proof capitalism works. Absolutely. It's proof that capitalism has the ability to pay for social programs, and that's what they're doing better than us. What they're doing better than us is they're spending their money more better, uh, more proper, I should say, more better. That's horrible English. They're spending their money better. They're more efficient at it. They're putting it in the right places. They're not spending in a dumb shit, which we're still going to get into. I know this is getting a little long, so I need to start uh, picking up the pace here. Got way on some tangents. I didn't. I didn't plan on getting in. Um, so, I like I said, I truly believe we can get healthcare costs down to almost zero, or very little out of pocket. Um, and like I said, I think we have enough money to do it now, without the government running it. The government can't run it. Um, and l- let me tell you why. These high, and, and you can't just take all the, all the taxes. That's not going to work either. You can't do the 90% tax rate. That's not also going to work. Um, and let me tell you why this high tax rate doesn't work. For starters, like we talked about, I think just a touchdown that people don't work for free. We proved that during the shutdown, right? So these people that needed money, right? We were talking about the all oh, these guys paycheck to paycheck. And almost everyone lives paycheck to paycheck. Um, they didn't even show up to work. They're like, fuck it. We're going to take the L. These are people that needed the money. They knew they were going to get back paid. And they still didn't want to come to work because, and you heard it all over the place, no one's going to work for free. Well, duh. You're literally making the argument for why you can't tax people 90%. So if these people who need money won't show up, why do you think a person who already has $10 million is going to show up? They're not. They're going to shut the doors. They'll just fuck it. They, they could literally shut down business for like three months. Sorry, guys. Laid off. Already made my $10 million. Why would I keep innovating? Why would I keep doing? Why would I keep expanding? Why would I keep building? 
if I'm just gonna have to give it all away. And then my and then and then on top of it, it's not like I'm just gonna give it away and we're gonna do some good with it. Um we're gonna we're gonna give it to the government who's gonna waste it. And like I said, government is horrible at spending your money. And in fact, and this is where we're now we're gonna start really getting into it. This number is crazy to me. 70 to 80, and this is why we don't we can't give them 90% of our money. Because 70 80% of that that money, so every dollar you send into the government goes to the implementation of the program, not the program itself. Think about that, guys. That means if you give the government a dollar, let's say you're giving, let's say just this is use a, a really um, basic one. You're giving the government a dollar. You want it to go to, uh, let's let's say that dollar is going to um, food stamps. You know how much you know how much just got to that person who needed that food? Thirty cents, maybe twenty. On average, about twenty-five. So that person got twenty-five cents of that dollar. The rest of the money got stolen from you. It got suffocated. It got stolen by the government into thin air. <laughs> gone never get it back wealth stealing so think about that it's like this is why charity when done properly now charity has the same aspect in it when these um these nefarious charities do the same thing as the government does they take a bunch of money and they use a bunch of uh, legal jargon and almost all of it ends up being administrative fees right? Which is stupid. But let's say I give you a dollar. Let's say you need a dollar. You're hungry, right? You want to get that McChicken, extra mayo, no lettuce. I give you a dollar. You got a dollar. You're going to buy that fucking McChicken. But the government wants to be in the middle of that transaction. The government's like, nah, bruh, you give me the dollar first and I'll give it to fucking Jimmy over here and I'll let him get that McChicken. The problem is the government's going to take my dollar and only going to give Jimmy 25 cents. Jimmy can't buy shit. He can get a fucking gumball, dude. That's it. Motherfucker chewing on a great gumball. Because the government steals the rest of it just to... Think about it. Every time you pass a bill, every time you pass a law, every time you pass a regulation on a company, you, what do you got to do? You got to get a board. You got to get a person to run it. You got to get someone who can take in the money. Someone who makes sure these companies are actually doing doing the regulation. You got to get inspectors. You're talking about absorbent amount of cost before you even fucking do anything. That's why private money is always spent better than government money. That's why private business always does it better when the government stays out of it and stops passing regulations, which we already talked about promotes crony capitalism, always does it better. They do it faster. They do it more efficient because your company's in it to make money. The government's not in it to make money, guys. They're not in it to make money. They don't give a fuck. They just want it. So they can do whatever they want. And they don't really want to pass anything real. That's another issue. They don't really want to pass this shit because then they can't talk about it in five years. So the fa- just the fact that they take that much, it's, it's insane, right? And then they can't balance, balance a budget on top of it. So every time we give them more, they just spend more by adding to these government programs and regulations. So let's talk about some of this frivolous. I'm just going to go down a list now because we're getting towards the end of this. Um, and I, I, so I'm just going to give you some, some little, some little things that the government is spending your tax dollars on, right? Totally, t- all this money can actually be used to help the poor. I'm a firm believer, believer, and we need we have to have a better educational system, definitely in um, 
in in um uh you know in some of these bigger cities in some of these impoverished areas we need better education we need better family uh molding we need to ha- we need to go back to the family value we need um fathers in people's lives we need family units we just need better raising of the kids we definitely need better schooling like i said it's a it's major it's one of the lo- it's it in all of the budget one of the lowest things we spend money on guys is education it's one of the low it's one of the lowest percentages of our budget is education and that's unacceptable education is so important for the future and real education not liberal not the liberal indoctrination that's going on in these, some of these schools right now with the whole socialist program and how good it is it's dangerous i'm going to tell you why it's dangerous cuz these kids are impressionable and they look up to you so if you're listening to this and you're a teacher and you're pushing these socialist ideas and you're not really telling them it's okay to push the the good it's okay to tell them about socialist ideas and how it can help and benefit society because they can and they will and they are but you also have to tell them the dangers because they're a fucking kid and they don't know no better right so they're hanging on every word you say to them and if all you're doing is telling them about how great socialism is and all these good things that come along with it but you never tell them about the bad you're setting them up for failure because they don't understand the bad they're not looking at venezuela they're not looking at the history of russia they're not looking at um um, Germany. In fact, they're calling people Nazis. You're calling people fucking Nazis. There's no Nazis, guys. Who's ki- who's out there killing people? Who's literally out there? You realize Nazis killed six million people. They literally exterminated a race. Who's doing that? Not nobody. How fucking ignorant. It's one of the worst. I think it's so degrading. I think it's so degrading the Jewish people, the people that endured the Holocaust. For you to call people Nazis, how how think about how they feel. Like you want you want to think about people's feelings. They were in concentration camps. They were they were fed no money. Venezuela Venezuela's starving right now. That's how about you tell them about Venezuela and what happened with them? They were the next great socialists. In fact, we were talking up Venezuela. Obama, Clinton, talking up Venezuela. Look how great this is going to be. They're going social. They elected a socialist president. Look at them. They're going to go straight socialist. What happened? Four years later, dude. There's no food. The average Venezuelan has lost 17 pounds. 17 pounds on average starvation and now and now and we're going to talk about this in that series now we're going to go in there and we're trying to fucking uh, uh uh get a new president in get the fuck out of here leave them alone we are already we already destroyed them we fucked them we told them about how great it was we didn't tell them about the risks they believed us and we lied to them just like you're doing to your children it's crazy, guys. It's it's a lot of responsibility. You hold a lot of responsibility. You have to realize the things you're you're teaching kids today is going to affect kids fifty years from now. It's not going to affect your kids. It's going to affect their kids. And you're not going to be around to have to deal with it. They are. And when we're uh, seventy trillion dollars in debt in twenty thirty, what's going to happen? Right. It's scary, guys. It's really, it's the most interesting time, I think, in our history of our country. We're at this really, we're at this, we're at a, we're at a crossroad and we're going one way or the other, right? And I'm a kind of excited. I enjoy it. I think it's, it's fascinating to me. But like I said, I don't have much skin in the game. I don't have kids. I think I'd feel a lot different if I did. I think I'd be a lot more, I think I'd be a lot more vocal if I did. Because it's scary. But let's let's uh let's talk about some of these uh let's talk about some of this frivolous spending. Sorry, I got off on another rant. All right, so check it out. Um we don't have five 
$1.7 billion. That's asinine. How dare you ask for that much money? But, you know, we can spend money on um, seeing if honey be, uh, to see honeybees on cocaine. That's right. The National Institute of Health gave the University of Illinois of Champaign, right in our backyard, $242,000 to research the effects of, you guessed it, cocaine on honeybees, bro. Came to the conclusion that if you give cocaine to honeybees, the honeybees will be about twice as likely to dance, brah. Not that that information is useful to anybody, right? The National Science Foundation granted NYU and Yale 202 Gs, you know, to study whether or not Wikipedia is, you guessed it, sexist. There you go. We'll give a quarter million dollars. To see if, uh, you know, if Wikipedia is offending people or not in a sexist way. How about this one? This one's even crazier. How about putting students in fruit costumes? Like the fucking underwear commercial, you know, Fruit of the Loom? Shout out to Fruit of the Loom. You want to sponsor me? Chromatic Distortion. Biatch. Uh, The Department of Agriculture, of all people, gave the University of Tennessee at Knoxville 4.9 mil, guys. $4.9 $4.9 million. How much health care could that pay for? How many people could have that fed? To have students dress up like fruits and vegetables and attempt to encourage healthy eating. First of all, why do you need to give people fucking $400 million and make them, what kind of costume cost $4 million? What, what are we doing? That's one, that's one university. $4.9 million, guys. Who wrote, whose fucking legislator wrote that in? That guy needs to be fucking take out into the pasture and shot dude that's straight up theft who someone lined their pockets guaranteed someone lined their pockets on that deal how about uh how about buying likes on facebook you guessed it (laughs) that's right guys to increase the amount of likes for the state department's facebook page the state department spent six hundred thirty thousand dollars in facebook campaign ads shut the fuck up we spent three quarters of a million dollars so that people could like your Facebook page. Who gives a fuck? You're the State Department. You got your own website. Like, you're the government. You want Facebook people to like you? Like, that's asinine. So we just gave Facebook 630 grand, basically, for what? Right? Talk about a, a, a back, back deal, guys. Back deal. How about a, a commercials meant to create jobs that didn't actually create any jobs that's right the department of labor spent 495,000 a good half a mil on what we call green training commercials to be aired on you guessed it msnbc oh really so msnbc just got you know five hundred thousand dollars according to uh david williams which is the who's the president of taxpayer protection alliance the commercial seemed more like a political advertisement because go figure, why wouldn't they be? They basically just used your tax money to make political ads. You're welcome, which is against the law, in case you were wondering. Um, for jobs, right? So were, it was more of that than it was for actual jobs. And additionally, there were no reports of any jobs actually being created as a result of that commercial. None. Zero. How about uh, when we're talking about Syria, how about talking about uh, t- training Syrian rebels? H- here you go. <laughs> This is a lot of money, guys. We're talking a quarter of a billion dollars wasted. The Department of Defense spent $250 million on training a mere, you guessed it, 60 
Only 60, not some big crazy force, 60 Syrian rebels to fight the Islamic State. Which is kind of ironic since we were fighting with the Islamic State in, in, in Syria. <gasps> what? Uh, yeah, we were. And uh, we're going to talk about that. And we still are. That's over 4 million for each rebel trained. 4 million. How about uh, video games to fight obesity? That's right. The National Institute of Health spent over $10 million creating two video games. They're out there that are aimed at fighting obesity. One of the games involves escaping a town where you are only allowed to eat junk food. Newsflash to the National Institute of Health. Having kids sit down and play fucking video games won't help them lose weight. Here's how dumb our government is. They really believed having kids sit down and play a video game will help them lose fucking weight. When I was a kid, we jump rope for uh, we j- uh, jump rope for your heart, and we ran a fucking mile. And you got people to uh, give you like ten cents if you made a if you made a mile. That's how we fought obesity. We did uh, uh, we we ran. We went outside. Like this is insane, guys. How about casinos? Between two. In 2013 and 2014, about $1 million was spent on casinos and other adult entertainment locations using the <gasps> Department of Defense travel cards. That means we basically spent a uh, $1 million for people in the Defense Department to go to casinos and strip clubs. That's what that means. How about studying the social interactions? Not of people, guys, which I think would be a great... We could, we could do that. They should be studying that on Facebook you know, and Twitter. But no... Not humans, that'd be silly. How about guppies? How about some fish? The National Science Foundation spent nearly $900,000 studying whether or not guppies give into peer pressure. This is real life, guys. I'm not making this up. This is not satire, right? I know I'm a funny-ass dude, and I'm fucking good-looking at that. But this is crazy. So the, uh, the head researcher insisted that this study could apply to people since humans and fish share evolutionary history. Guess what? We all do. We already talked about this, I think, in one of my episodes. We all share fucking um, DNA. We all share the same bridge. That's science. That's facts. You got like 68% of your DNA you share with a fucking fruit fly, in case you were wondering. You and a fruit fly, 68% of the same shit. A chimpanzee, I think, is our closest relative DNA and DNA and DNA terms, they're like 98, 98, 99%, something like that. I think it's 98, like between 96 and 90, orangutans. 98, I think 96, 98%. That means just 2% makes you different. That's it. So like what a, what a dumb fucking study. And the funding also covered trips to, you guessed it, the Caribbean to catch wild guppies. So basically we just pay for these people to go on vacation. Probably get their dick sucked. Number 10, unnecessary artwork. Because, you know, we need some art. The Veterans Affairs Facility in California, of all places, California, spent $6.3 million on artwork. The same agency has wait lines that are so long, many veterans have died. Died, guys. Veterans are dying. And we're spending $6.3 million on artwork. That's crazy to me, right? Come on, guys. We can do better than that. We're better than this. We need to hold these people responsible for this fucking money. This is my point of this podcast. We need to hold these people responsible. They're not spending our money right. 
It's our money. It's not theirs. It's not theirs to do with. Whatever the fuck they want. We didn't. Did you vote for fucking guppy research? Did you vote for that? Did you vote for fucking giving uh, bees some cocaine? We can't even fucking. Here's how crazy that is. Marijuana is a Schedule One narcotic, still according to the federal government. Schedule One narcotic. That's the same as heroin, which means they claim it has zero uh, municipal uh, characteristics, right? Which means they can't uh, test it. They can't even do research on it. Schedule One. You can't give people fucking heroin. So they're saying you can't even give people uh, weed. But guess what? We get some fucking bees coke. Got some El Chapo coke over there. You know, we'll fucking take that and give it to some honeybees. How about we spend it on making sure the honeybees don't go extinct? Because that's a real thing. Guess what happens when the honeybee, uh, the honeybees and, and, and the monarch butterflies go extinct? And they're both on the endangered list now. We die. End of us, guys. Who's going to pollinate the fucking flowers? Who's going to pollinate the, the plants? You want to worry about global warming? Worry about the goddamn bees and the butterflies. That's, that's way more urgent. That's way more urgent right now. Bees and butterflies die. You got no food. You got no trees. You got no crops. Trees, you need trees for oxygen. The trees actually take the CO2 in. The CO2 that's bad, ironically enough, breeds trees. So the trees breed the CO2. They give us oxygen. It's give and take. Um, How about building mosques, churches, and temples all over the world? I thought a separation of uh, state and church. So why are we building fucking mosques, churches, and temples in the tune of $26 million? How about research on fucking tail wagging? The National Science Foundation spent $10 million to measure the speed of which a dog wags their tails under different circumstances. Wow. Don't we already kind of know that? How about a robo-squirrel? Real squirrels aren't cool enough. We need to be one or, uh, that needs to be robotic. The National Science Foundation, again, who just spent $10 million on tail wagging, they wanted another three hundred twenty-five grand to create a robotic squirrel. The purpose of building this robotic squirrel was to observe its interactions with rattlesnakes. What? Who get What? What? That's just, dude, $325,000 for a robotic squirrel to fucking play with a rattlesnake. Like, that's, I don't even make sense. How about medical fraud? According to the American uh, Action Forum, Medicaid fraud and abuse. Okay, this is, this is the whopper, guys. This is, this is, this is, this is real money here. This is, this is why we can't let government handle these big programs because, it's wasteful, and there's tons of fraud. People take people take advantage because there's so many people. You can't keep track of 320 million people plus however many people are here illegally. You just can't do it. It's hard. It's hard to keep track of every single person. So Medicaid fraud and abuse has cost taxpayers a whopping $161 billion. Guys, the wall costs $5 billion, and we're talking about adding Medicaid for all. You're talking about tripling that money. That you're talking about tripling that dollar amount right now to like four hundred billion dollars in fraud, probably. If we do that, and the American Action Forum also estimates that we could eliminate eleven point four percent of the deficit. So remember, we talked about the deficit earlier. That one trillion dollar deficit we're running, we can cut that in in a tenth at least, right? Which is a significant amount of money. 
hundred billion dollars worth. Um, by cutting out all the waste, fraud, and abuse and just Medicaid alone. And that's not Social Security. That's not nothing else. That's just Medicaid. This is what I mean by we have enough money. Taxing more money is not the option. Not the, not the option. It's not the best solution. We need solutions because we can do better. Taxing people is not it. We have money. We got more money than any other country. We just need to do better shit with it. So how about coasters for bars? You, you, you may ask, why why would your tax dollar go to um, a coaster for a bar? You know, because you can't have fucking a ring on a, on, a, on a wood table. Come on, dude. This is 2019. We're civilized, bro. I walk, I'll tell you, I walk in your house and you got a ring on your, uh, you got a little, a little, a little liquid ring on that wood table. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. You're like 1985 guy. Fuck out of here with that. So anyway, the department of Homeland security, another one of these jokers spent 20, not 2.5. I was going to say if that was 25 billion million, I was going to throw my iPad 2.5 million on coasters that say, if you see something, say something. Remember that? Remember when that was a thing? And actually, I guess it actually worked. That slogan worked. It's crazy, but it, it really did work. I'm not going to get in those numbers right now. But I think the, the coaster on the bar is stupid. So they distributed these coasters in bars in Washington, D.C. However, these coasters did not even come with a phone number to report the suspicious behavior. So here's our government, guys. This is a prime example. Oh, yeah, we're going to spend $2.5 million. Such a great idea. They're going to put this uh, this slogan on there. If you see something, say something. Uh, we want people to call. We want people to call and, like, you know, report. So you, so you, you spend $2.5 million. You print these all out. Who fucking... How many channels did that go through? They had to go through all kinds of people. The designer, the, the editor, the maker, the person who's distributing them how many people looked at that and said and didn't say hey there's no number to call like maybe they saw something right here and they want to call mm, what, what are they going to do so how fucking ignorant is that like you, you do this whole campaign and then you don't give them give them the information they really need how about uh first class flights that's right the Department of Health and Human Services spent $31 million on first-class flights over a four-year period. Some even flew from Charlotte, North Carolina to Charleston, South Carolina, which cost them $1,000 each way. It's a three-hour drive. It's a three-hour fucking drive. Drive. You're, um, you're already living off the taxpayer. You got health care for life free. You got pension for life free just for being in the Congress one term. And the reality is the way this government was set up, you're supposed to have another job, guy. You're supposed to live in your state. You're not supposed to live in D.C. That's not how it works. You're supposed to go home to your constituents. There's 500 of you fuckers in the house. You're all over the place. You should be in your, in your, in your area. And you should be talking to the people. And you should be finding your needs. That's how the system was supposed to work. And then you talk to your people. You find out what's going on in your town. Because you guess what? You live there. And you're a business owner. And you're a worker. And you're friends with fucking Jimbo down the road. And you know about his business and his problems. 
and then you come back, right? Because remember, the government only works like fucking four months a year or something stupid like that. They they barely there. Then you're supposed to come back and pass laws that benefit you, and then you're supposed to work with the people across from you and like, hey, you know, um, you know, actually, you know, our, you know, we had a little bit of a drought here um, this year, and you know, we lost some water, but you know, we have we have a bunch of this, like the, the you know this this um, we're ma- we're making a ton of bricks. Right. We got a ton of bricks. I, I know that, you know, you guys are building a bunch of shit right now. And I know you guys got a lot of extra water. How about we make a little trade here? How about I give you a little something? You give me a little something and we, and we share. And you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I got I can I got I got some water. I can help them out. And then uh, fucking the representative over here. He's like, you know what? I actually I, I got some extra water, too. You know, I could just throw it in because, you know, you're an American. And I, I realized that my brother and my sister in are in a little bit of a drought. And we got the extra resources. But instead we're like, nah, you a Democrat, bro. Are you a Republican? Nah, I can't give you no water. Fuck out of here. I can't give you a win. Can't let you go home to your constituents to say you got water. So just a few more here. How about studying the effectiveness of koozies? All you people that like to go drink beer with koozies. The National Science Foundation, these motherfuckers spent a lot of dumb money, spent $1.3 million on the effectiveness of koozie. And they found that koozies do, in fact help keep drinks cold. You know, that's probably why people have been using them since like the late 70s because they fucking work. Really? Let's spend let's spend one and a half million dollars to see if a koozie keeps something cold. We couldn't just ask people, hey, does that koozie work for you? Well, yeah, my beer's still cold, so obviously we wouldn't be buying koozies for fucking 60 years if they weren't working. So stupid. We had lavish uh, conferences in Las Vegas, multiples, $823,000 worth. How about cleaning up environmental messes that the Environmental Protection Agency actually created? Think about that oxymoron. Cleaning up an environmental mess that the Environmental Protection Agency created themselves. So what happened was they accidentally spilled an estimated 1 million gallons of uh, mine waste into the Animus River and the U.S. Geog- uh, Geological Services claims that the total cost of cleanup thus far is $100 million. That's thus far. They're still working on that one, guys. $100 million of your taxpayer money. You're welcome. Could have built fucking 20, 20 walls with that. Not that I, like I said, I don't even care about the wall. It's just the money thing's hilarious to me when you, when you use that argument because it's ignorant. You should just know that this is, this is just hopefully to open your eyes and realize that we can help people better and we can be better and we can, we can do with the money we're our, we already got. We got tons of it. How about Swedish massages for rabbits? The National Institute of Health gave Ohio State University 400 grand to study the effect of Swedish massages on rabbits. Why the fuck does a rabbit even need a Swedish massage? Why can't they just have a regular massage? Why do they need, why do they need a massage at all? Not one time in the history of rabbit uh, evolutionary development do they ever fucking require a, a massage. It's fucking stupid. How about research? The, how about how about um, defeating ISIS? You know, not by war, but by tweeting. So the Obama administration thought it would be a good idea to create a uh, center for strategic counterterrorism communications 
to do nothing but tweet responses. So you are all right, you want to yell at Trump about tweets? Here you go. We did a whole fucking department of strategic counterterrorism communications to do nothing but tweet in responses to pro ISIS rhetoric. And the tweets are very pricey as they were given a five million dollar budget. So we pay people five million dollars basically just to sit out there and tweet. Hey, you can pay me to tweet all day. I'll talk mad shit uh, about ISIS, yo. And I got facts, bruh. But you wouldn't like me because I'd probably turn around and talk shit about you. Because it's like, um, it's, we're in this weirdly weird predicament in America that a lot of people don't realize. And one of them is we're fighting Syria. I mean, we're fighting uh, ISIS on one front and we're funding them and giving them weapons on another. What? We're going to talk about that in another episode, guys. That's that Syria episode. How about uh another uh how about researching lesbian obesity? Yep. The National Institute of Health again spent about three million dollars studying why lesbians are more likely to be obese than straight women and gay men. The study concluded that lesbians are more likely to view themselves as healthy when they are not. Perhaps this is a result of the feminist movement's push for fat acceptance. We did a study on this. How about we're just humans and who cares? Right. Maybe it's healthy. Maybe it's not. Let us let people live their lives. If they're if they're happy and they're bigger, let them be happy and they're bigger. When I was bigger, I was 240 at one point. I was happy. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. And if I died, I died. It didn't really matter. It didn't really matter. I still eat like an asshole. How about another video game? Remember we talked about the two video games earlier. How about a video game about porn? Again, the National Science Foundation. Science. Science. I love science. The National Science Foundation. Go suck a dick. They spend so much frivolous money, it's fucking ignorant. And they spent another half a million dollars on a video game simulating prom week. My bad, I read that wrong. I said a video game about uh, porn. You see where my head is? It's a video game about prom. It's actually even stupider. I think the video game about porn would have been a little bit better because, like, you know, some people think that, uh, you know, watching too much porn has a very negative effect on your brain and your psyche. But this is about prom, so it's even stupider for half a million. Um... So this video game literally simulated prom week. The lead creator of the game claims that it captures the complicated and unpredictable nature of human relationships. At best, it's a knockoff of the fucking Sims. The dude honey-dicked the U.S. government. He's like, hey, uh, give me a half a million. I'll make you this game. You know, people, they'll probably, uh, you know, we could, you know. We could capture complicated and unpredictable, you know, human human relationships, you know, virtually. The government's like, cool, I'll give you half a million, no, no, no problem. Whose kid was that? Whose kid was that? I bet you that kid's um, dad is uh, some some person high in the government. I'm just gonna throw that out there. How about uh, and we're just gonna do a couple more here. How about expensive furniture? The Environmental Protection Agency spent ninety two million dollars on furniture in the past decade, guys. That's $9 million a year for furniture. $9 million a year for furniture. How much new furniture do you need? Furniture should last you at least five years, bro. If not 10. That's equivalent to $6,000 worth of furniture per staff member. So they were just like, fuck it. Each staff member, each person in the um, in the environmental uh, protection agency will give you a $6,000 budget, you know, to just buy furniture. All right, how about the last one? 
conducting a shrimp fight club. You heard it here first. And they and the fucked up thing is they didn't they didn't even invite uh Ed Norton or Brad Pitt. It's kind of bullshit. So the national again, here we go, guys. My favorite foundation, the National Science Foundation, gave Duke seven hundred thousand dollars to have shrimp fight each other. Researchers at Duke claimed that the observations could be of great interest to military and manufacturing engineers. In response, Senator Jeff Flake stated, the next time we go to war with shrimp, we'll keep that in mind. Wow. There you go. That's your government. That's the government that you're wanting to give. Hold on. Just just listen to this. Before you get crazy on this, um, 90% for rich people and just taking any more money from us, that's not necessary. That, that Think about all this waste right here, and you want to give these people double what we're already giving them. Double. They want double right now. They're asking for double. Double. And we're giving fucking $500 million to, like, nothing to watch some fucking video game of prom, bro. I laid out, like, do I laid out, like, over over $5 billion worth of shit right there, I think. Or close to it. A couple billion, probably. Easy. On just nothing. And that list is short. I could fucking... Do I go all day on that? Dude, we could pull up a thousand of those. We could put up a thousand of those exact things. Similar. Where you're just like literally giving money to nothing. Follow the money. We have a real... We don't have a taxation problem in America. I've been saying this for 15 years. We don't have a tax taxation problem in America. We have a spending problem. And that's human nature. We all have spending problems. You have a spending problem, most likely. I got a spending problem. Government has a spending problem. We want. And we don't want to wait for it. We want it now. All right, guys. So I'm just going to leave you with that. This, I know it's got a little longer than I expected, but I think I gave you some good information. I hope you liked it. I hope I didn't ramble too much. Um, be sure to go to the Facebook, Chromatic Distortion Facebook and Instagram page. Like, subscribe, follow, listen. Um, make sure you go to Musically Meditated Podcast like we talked about. Check out my boy Joe um, doing big things there. Check out Juice Pro Wrestling on that same uh, network, the Green Door Network. You can find those guys on YouTube. Um, you can find me as well. Not on YouTube, but you can find all of us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Radio Public. You name it, we're probably there. Um yeah, so I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it just helped you. Hope it just opened your mind just a little bit, and you just because what you need to do is you need to hold your representatives responsible. You need to be like, look, well, we know what you're doing. We want you to stop because we do want to fund these things. We do want to fund better education. We do want to fund healthcare. We do want to fund mental um, health facilities. We do want to fund all these things, but we can't do it when you're spending um, ninety thousand dollars on furniture, not or ninety million dollars, ninety million dollars on furniture. We just can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry. And we gotta stop fighting wars. We've been at war for twenty years. Twenty years. It's a lot of fucking money. Anyway, guys, uh I really appreciate you listening. I hope you hope you made it this far. Um like always be good to each other and I'll catch you on the flip side. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion.
three, four, one, two, three.